0: Welcome to an episode of Worth Watching Once, a podcast where we suggest Netflix original movies that we think everyone should try. I'm Thais, and that's Brady, and today we're covering a horror, mystery, thriller, epic movie, (laughs) some say the greatest movie on Netflix, The Ritual, (laughs) and Brady's making a face already. (laughs) I wanted to start hot and heavy and just straight to the point. I love this movie. Could not wait to talk about this movie. I started this podcast because of this movie. <laughs> I, so knew I, could- I
1: knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was the reason. You, I mean, credit to you. You waited like five episodes before you suggested it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
1: props to you for that.
0: Yeah, I wanted to like plant the seed I... and water it a little bit before, you know, I went and just killed it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. It germinated.
0: Yeah. Brady's going to quit after this episode. So <laughs> farewell. <laughs> it was nice having you.
1: Yeah, now, you you knew that I had already seen this movie and I said it was awful.
0: Yeah. And then I questioned our friendship for a while.
1: But you got over that. Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) We'll see how this episode goes.
1: (laughs) We call those unresolved issues. (laughs) We're working through it.
0: Um, Why don't you give us a synopsis for the greatest movie that ever was? is and will Uh, be on netflix sure
1: i'll i'll give you a a synopsis for the ritual um (laughs) so the way that that netflix describes it is four friends with a long-standing but strained connection take a hiking trip into the swedish wilderness from which they may never return yes
0: i mean if that doesn't just captivate you and make you want to watch this movie i don't know what will
1: yeah, it's super intriguing. And what is it with I mean, I guess this is exaggerating because I can only think of midsummer. But what is it about Sweden that like English speaking movies are like, okay, Sweden is the new like Eastern Europe. Remember back in the day when it was like Eastern Europe with like sure. Hostel and movies like that or it's like I can't remember where that took place, but it's like <laughs> you know, I'm picturing like Slovenia or Slovakia or Romania. You know some of these Eastern European countries, like you know where hostel took place, and I can't even think of others, but it's like there was that period, and now are we in this like Swedish period where Sweden is the the horror movie place because it is a a bit strange that the ritual took place there, and then midsummer took place there just a couple of years later, and there there are probably others that I'm not thinking of
0: I think maybe it's like an aesthetic thing because of like the Scandinavian furniture phase that we're all going through. Maybe it's just like it's aesthetically pleasing,
1: the IKEA factor. I yeah. would call it. <laughs> the yeah,
0: IKEA the, factor. I, I well, it's well. So on in on Google, the um, the synopsis is reuniting after the tragic death of their friend. Four college pals set out to hike through the Scandinavian wilderness. Our hot word for the day, a wrong turn leads them into a mysterious forest of Norse legend where an ancient evil exists and stalks them at every turn. I feel like this gives away too much of the movie.
1: (laughs) The Netflix synopsis was was much better.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. But I mean, for those people that, you know, want to know more about the movie, if they're just thinking they're just going to go and hang out at the woods, like maybe they don't even think that it's kind of supernatural. I mean, I didn't. I will tell you, can I tell you how this love affair began with the ritual? Let's hear it. Let's lay it all out. I'm going to bring you back to 2017, you know, when the movie came out. Right. It was a Tuesday. You and Jared and the boys were out for food night and I was home alone and Jared wasn't paying attention to me because anytime he went out with the boys, you know, I'd be forgotten. It's fine. I'm over it. We live together now. (laughs) And now I come to food night every night. You can't get rid of me. (laughs) Anyways, so it was a cold. uh, It's probably not that cold, but it was a rainy night. I was home snuggling with my cat. She snuggled with me the whole entire movie. Not saying something. My cat has really like fancy taste when it comes to movies. So for her to stick through a whole movie, like you, if a cat can watch this, guys, this is the greatest movie of all time. (laughs) (laughs) 74%, which is a lot for a horror movie. Anyways, so I'm laying in bed and I'm flipping through Netflix and I just see, you know, the the title card, the little cabin says the ritual. There's nothing more to it. I barely even read the synopsis. I was like, oh, people are going hiking. Cool. Cool. I'm just going to put it on. I was so impressed (laughs) And maybe like I didn't have like high hopes because I was like, oh, it's a Netflix original movie. Like it's probably, like I was thinking it was gonna be something more along the lines of, <laughs> uh, what's the movie we watched? <laughs> secret Obsession. I thought this was gonna be more the lines of like secret obsession, where it's just gonna be kind of a little thriller. You know, maybe the horror aspect wasn't actually going to be something supernatural, but more of like a psychological horror where, like, you know, the friends are just getting mad at each other. And like the forest is making them kind of go crazy. And like, that's it. And the supernatural aspect of it was just like a surprise to me, even though it shouldn't have been because the name is ritual, right? Like I should have known. But I just thought it was like a sneaky title, like just getting you into it. So the name makes sense. I was stupid for thinking that. But I was just so pleased and satisfied when the movie was done with everything that happened in the movie because it went a way that even if you can guess like based on how the movie's going like you can kind of piece it together how it's going to end but even piecing it together I was still just so happy with how they did it and I remember like texting Jared and I was like, I'm watching this movie. It's the greatest movie ever. I know you're out with your friends, but like, I want to watch it with you. It's so good, blah, blah, blah. And then we never watched it until now (laughs) when I finally got to see it again for the second time. Cause I've been waiting to watch it for a second time with Jared. So it's been years that I've been sitting on this with this, like just mindset of like, this is the greatest movie. I have the best ride. It was like, wow, what a thrilling movie. I'm so excited. And then I watch it again and it wasn't as thrilling. (laughs) I will admit that. But I still do love it. Um, I still think it's a great ride for everyone to take at least once, which is why it's a contender for this podcast. I feel like the whole reason this podcast came to be was so that I would have a platform to voice out how much I love this movie. I am ending my rant. (laughs) Your turn. Listeners, (laughs) listeners, <laughs> Brady can't even form a sentence right now. <laughs> he is so surprised. <laughs> he's running his hands through his hair. <laughs> That's how stressed he is with me. he's He's stretching. <laughs>
1: I, I, I look, the movie is it's 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 well acted. Yeah, it looks good. Yes. the uh, the special effects are well done.
0: Mhm.
1: The premise is you know, fine. It's it's a horror movie. It's a it's a few dudes go out in the woods and you know things get scary. Uh, it's pretty basic. Um something's missing. Mm. I don't know what it is. And I don't want to make it seem like oh, I can fix this movie. I can't. I don't know what it's missing. There's just something that about it that's I don't know boring and uh disappointing hmm and I
0: think okay
1: go ahead. and well, I'm not sure, but you know i kept I kept trying to think of what it's missing, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know maybe it's because there are no stakes really it's just you know there's nothing more going on than these guys are taking a trip. And, you know, there's this kind of underlying, you know, our buddy just got killed. But other than that, there's really no stakes. They're just hiking. There's nothing else going on. And yes, at, at a certain point, it's like, oh, they're trying to survive. But I don't know. It's just it was such low stakes. I didn't really care about anybody. Like the character, there were no characters that were like, that guy's the man. They're all just kind of, you know, real people, which is, which is fine. You know, but there was, I wasn't drawn to any of them. And the I also, at the end, I wrote down music, like the music seemed weak. Like music is such a huge part of, of a movie. I wrote this is kind of a side story, but, uh, John Williams would come every year and, and conduct the Boston pops. And
0: all right, we he went would, together one year.
1: Yep, people don't know that. But yeah, we, we went together one year. But I I went a bunch of years, <laughs> and that. what he did he would do sometimes is he would bring down the the screen. And I remember one time he projected the first scene of Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. And he showed this scene without music. And it was if you've seen the movie, it's the opening scene with River Phoenix and he steals the cross of Coronado and he jumps on the train and the music is, is amazing. So he played it without music and and it was just, you know, it was it was fine. You know, you can tell it's a Spielberg movie. The scene looks great and and all that stuff. But then he played it with the live orchestra, and it was such an incredible difference. That the the music added so much to that scene. And at the end, when it was this the climax of the movie, and it was, I, I realized like you know something's missing. Is it the music? And the music just wasn't bringing anything to the scene. There was music. It was kind of weak. And, you know, maybe it, you know, maybe for some people it fit, but I thought maybe that's the issue. Maybe part of this is throughout the movie, there's been no music to really, amp up the parts that need to be amped up music can really help with the flow of the movie as you're telling a story and and almost without even watching the screen the 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 viewer in this case the listener can understand how the movie's going the flow of of the movie just based on the music and i'm just throwing that out there is you know is that a part of what was missing here i don't know but that that was something that i that I, that I picked up on, in addition to you know there really being no stakes and the the characters were just like, you know I wasn't drawn to them at all.
0: Interesting. And rant <laughs> I feel the exact opposite. <laughs> I, that's really funny. I mean as as far as stakes go, yeah, it was their lives, right? Like that's, because I I feel like the the for me I went into this movie thinking like they're just gonna go hiking like hiking is no big deal like. I go in and out of the woods all the time and I'm fine. I don't go into the woods expecting to, you know, meet something supernatural. I mean, I wanna go into the woods and meet something supernatural. But even after seeing this movie, time. what? <laughs> you don't look for fairies?
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> you know the mythical kind, not the boats. <laughs> Some people look for the boats. I'm cutting that. <laughs> Anyways. <so laughs> um but and I so that for me was the stakes it was like they're just going hiking and like the the scariest thing for them was like yeah you're getting hurt you're in a foreign country and like who's gonna come to save you and then like to top it all off now you gotta worry about this thing in the woods that's hunting you down so like I thought that that was the stakes and also their relationship um I know you said that you didn't care about the characters I and i guess well no i i can't they didn't
1: even you. like each other <laughs> well, those guys okay, weren't so friends
0: they well that was i think the part of the story was that i felt like it didn't need to be said that they were college best friends like the movie starts they're all you know in a bar they're hanging out like you can just kind of tell like these guys have been friends for a while they stayed friends even after college even though now they're all at different points in their lives some of them are married some of them have kids some of them don't have anything and they just are maybe alcoholics and (laughs) smoking all the time. Um, And so there's like that weird, like jealousy tension between them that's gone unspoken and maybe like they'll do kind of like passing remarks, but they don't actually like get down to the nitty gritty and be like, I am jealous of you for your life. Or you're not like, you're not going anywhere, dude, like grow up. Like we've all left college years ago. Like, why are you still acting this way? Like I, that was the, The feel I got from these friends was that there's a lot of unspoken things, and then tragedy happens, and now there's just, like, that extra layer of unspoken, just, like, anger between them. Like, they've all grown apart, but for whatever reason, they're still sticking together. And now we know because of, you know, the tragedy. So now they're going hiking. They're put into a stressful situation That was even before the the tragedy,
1: though. Like, when they're at the bar, that was before the tragedy. Right? That was before... The the liquor store scene, because the liquor store scene was after they left the bar. And it's like they don't even like we have friends who are like people are in different parts of their lives and you're still friends. Like these people just like don't even like each other.
0: Right. But I think but that was I think that's part of the story is like they're staying together because they think, you know, they were once friends before they have like this loyalty. But at this point, like they probably should just disband the, the group. But they, for whatever reason, still continue to be friends. I have friends like that. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you, you grow apart, but that you still like, I don't know, you still try and like work it through, but like you've just grown differently. We're in different, it's just different. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. Maybe that's why, because like personally, like I've felt that tension between like me and friends. And so I could see that because I, I felt that same way of like feeling jealous for where other people are in their lives, like based on where I am. And so that's why I was like, okay, like I already get that there's this between them. And then I, we're gonna put them in the woods and things are gonna happen. Everyone's gonna get stressed. And this is why I, I love situations like this so much. <laughs> it's my favorite type of movie when they start just like accusing each other, or not accusing, but like they start, you know, finally airing out all their dirty laundry. Right. Like you can, and you, can and you get that sense throughout like them walking in the woods and then Dom hurts his knee and the three of them are like the other three guys are like, that's not that bad. Come on. Come on, guy. Like, just walk it off. Like, he always does this. It's not that bad. And he's over the like, no, guys, like, it's really bad. Like, you know, trust me. And they're all looking at each other like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, you always do this. Like, why are you like he's the he's the guy that everyone like picks on right in the group. And he's probably sick and tired of that, but he's not going to fight about it until finally he does fight about it. And like, that was what I liked about this movie is that it pushed them to the limit of like where they were just gonna finally air it out. And there's like the epic scene of like Dom and Luke fighting and Hutch is like, no, no guys, like calm down. They're like, no, no, let him him say what he needs to say. Like, let's get this over with. And he like blames them for like their friend dying. Like, it's just, I liked that because you're so distracted by- that like what's going on there that it's like easy to forget like you also are trying to run away from something supernatural in the woods like you don't have time to have this like petty fight but it's just like the extra tension and I and that's what I liked about it, it was just like everywhere you look like there was some sort of tension and I would disagree with the music I thought that the music helped with the tension because I was thinking about that last night I was like I feel scared, even though I know what's gonna happen in the movie, I'm like, what makes me scared? Cause it's the second time I'm watching it. So I know how it's gonna end, right? So I'm thinking like for scary movies, like once you know what's coming, like it shouldn't be scary anymore. So what is it about this movie that like still makes me uneasy? And one of the things that I wrote down was the music. I was like, the music still makes me uneasy. Um, I think just like the idea of being in the woods, in nature at night, uneasy. Um, you know, it's kind of like that Blair witch, uh, style where like you, it's the unseen, like, you know, something's in the woods, but you don't exactly know what it is. Um, so your mind just kind of, you know, goes crazy. You're like, Oh my God, is it a big giant thing? Is it like a little tiny creepy woman with long, wet hair? Why is her hair always wet? I don't know. It's a trope and I hate it. One of those things. And so the first time watching the movie, that was what was going in my, my mind. I was like, we get like glimpses of the creature, but you don't actually see it. And you're like, Oh my God, like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And I guess, spoiler alert, you do get to see the creature. And I wasn't disappointed still watching it again. Not disappointed. It gives me like, I don't want to say it took my breath away, but it did make me like, like, my chest did get tight, and I was like, I love this creature so much because I was expecting it a certain way. And then what I got, I felt was better than where my imagination went. And so that's, why I'm, I just, I love this movie, man. I'm like, so excited about it. Cool.
1: The <laughs> creature was, uh, was well done, I thought. But, uh, it looked creepy and imposing and, um, you know, what, what the woman referred to it as. So, there, you know, throughout the movie, you don't see it. But mm-hmm. eventually the woman, there, there's a woman who reveals what it is, and she calls it a Jotun. So if you'll indulge me for a minute here, Thais, I, I wanted to dive yes. into what a Jotun is. And in, in this movie, the creature is like a giant elk-like monster
0: to oh, talk about what it looked like yeah i mean <laughs> but okay i guess we should that, right
1: that, that's not a great description yeah. to be honest with you it, mm-hmm. it's a lot more than that that's kind of a, it makes it sound lame but like i said one of the characters refers to it as a jotun and this particular jotun is the bastard offspring of loki and this isn't mm-hmm. like the marvel cinematic universe loki this is the the norse mythology loki so i just want to make sure uh, make that distinction Of course, all the MCU uh, Thor characters are based off of Norse mythology. Um, But you know, as oh, I thought you
0: were gonna say all the MCU listeners just logged off of our
1: podcast. (laughs) I don't think (laughs) there was any confusion there. Um,
0: And all the people that study mythology also just shut our (laughs) podcast. Right.
1: Well, I mean, a little disclaimer that you know, as with any mythology, (laughs) there are a lot of different uh, explanations of what creatures are. That that was the case with the Jotun. It seems to be a type of entity like an elf or a troll. Not to say that it looks like any of those things, but it's like its own category of creature like that. And they've been Mm -hmm. described as either incredibly beautiful or exceedingly grotesque. And this Jotun in particular seems to enjoy grabbing living things, both animals and humans, and impaling them on branches high up in trees. Yes. So with that in mind, I want to talk for a moment about Odin. And Odin mm-hmm. is the Norse god of wisdom, among many other things. Um, he's also He also gave his name to Wednesday. That's where we get the name Wednesday. Um, and a number of stories about Odin detail his quest for wisdom. And the reason that Odin only has one eye, so Odin has one eye, he sacrificed his other eye for wisdom. That's one of the legends. And another legend says that Odin hung himself from a branch of Yggdrasil, which is the Tree of Life. It's, uh, mm-hmm. It contains the nine realms, the nine worlds of Norse mythology. North and he, pierced, he hung himself from this tree, pierced himself with his spear to discover the magic of runes. So this creature, this Jotun, picks up living things and impales them on these branches high up, uh, almost as uh, you know, similar to how Odin would, you know, hung himself from the tree and impaled himself on a spear to gain wisdom. Now, if you want to get interpretive, that's up to you, because I have no idea what any of that means, what the connection is. Just looking into the <laughs> Norse pathology of the movie, I, I noticed that okay, this is, she said what the Yotin was, looked into that, there was that connection with Odin. Other than that, Mm -hmm. I have no idea what any of it means. If you want to talk about any wisdom that was gained, that's up to you because I didn't (laughs) see any of it in in the movie or in the story.
0: Right, which brings me, so I guess two quick facts. Um, The movie did, it's won a couple of awards, um, British Independent Film Award for Best Effects and also Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Best Creature FX. So I just want to point that out there because the creature looks awesome. But speaking of the creature and the fact that we're talking about this, uh, throughout the movie, we do see runes you know, carved into the trees. We see it like, you know, yep. makeshift, like hung in places. Um, at one point when the creature stands up, it, kind of looked like the runes
1: yes I don't know if yes I did pick up on that yep
0: um and so I'm wondering if that's just like a loose 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 connection (laughs) of like maybe that's and and it's funny because this brings me to the part about the movie that I didn't like (laughs) was that we don't know why this creature was acting the way that it was it's hanging people from branches and you know, doing whatever else, but we don't know what for. And it makes me wonder like now learning this background is like, is it doing this so that it can live forever? Like maybe by hanging these people on the trees, it's gaining life, right? Cause you said that that's why Odin did it to gain life. And it, we also know from the movie that it gives people wisdom. Oh, okay. Well then maybe that's what it wants. It just wants to be smarter. Don't we all, I would hang people from trees if I could be smarter. i wish i could show your face (laughs) i'm leaving that part in (laughs) i want everyone to know i I think i think you should yeah I will just impale you in trees and gain more wisdom. <laughs> I just want all your entrails to just be. <laughs> Anyways, so maybe that's what the creature is doing to gain more wisdom. And in turn, it has, I don't know, some sort of ancient magical powers that it can give people to help it. I don't know why I can't just do it on its own, but it's got its own little cult following. I guess if you're that cool and old and, you know, smart, you'd probably have a whole cult following. It makes sense. <laughs> you know what? I think I might join this cult because I really like this creature. <laughs> I don't want it to stab me. I don't want to get hurt. I think I might just like go in there with like a white flag and just say like, yo, I'll do your like dirty work. Yeah, for that'll you. work. I just don't want to get hurt. <laughs> that'll work. I think it'll like look into me and see my trauma and be like, you know what? I'm choosing her above all else. (laughs) It's because it, it, okay. (laughs) That was something that I think I picked up more on the second time watching the movie was that maybe, maybe the reason it chose Luke was because he was the most broken out of the four friends, right? He has the, the most guilt out of all of them. And he, and like people who feel guilty are easier, I am no psychologist here, but I feel like people who have bought guilt are easier to brainwash to be part of your cult. He's more susceptible. What is that face? <laughs> Take me seriously. I, I will hang it from I a tree. Am. For I am. <laughs> That's okay. So, but, but that is something that I don't like about this movie is that the part where, where you said like something's missing from this movie. I think the part that's missing from the movie is this, this section. We know that there's something lurking in the woods. We don't know why. We don't know how it got there. We don't know why these people worship it. It was kind of like the way they were just like, oh, there's a cult and it's following it and it's going to do its bidding. It's going to like feed it to them. But like, why? What do they really gain from it? And that was the thing that kind of- Immortality. I get the f- right, but immortality to a point that is, it's lame because their bodies are still decomposed. Like their bodies are still aging, but they're living forever. Like that's so stupid. Why would you live a life like that? I would rather die. I wouldn't bow down to it at that point. If I knew that I was going to live forever, but my body was still going to age- I wouldn't bow down. I would let him eat my eyes or whatever it does, <laughs> like, um, because that's that. I didn't like that, and that's what I didn't like the second time watching this movie was, I, I guess the first time I watched it, you know, in my cloud of love and appreciation for this movie, I missed. Uh, let me word it this way. Okay, so when I was thinking back to seeing this movie again. Because I hadn't seen it in years, right? I was like, what I remembered, it was, you know, the tension between the friends in the woods that I absolutely love. This incredible looking creature, the weird stalking in the woods. I I remember loving the scenes of like being able to see it in the background and like no one really realizing it. I love being able to spot it. And the end, like the this whole cult part in my head, for some reason I didn't register it as an actual cult the first time I watched it which is weird. Cause I like cults for, for whatever reason, the first time I saw this movie and like thinking back to it, I was just like, Oh, it's just a village in <laughs> that, like in the forest that, you know, is just trying to survive. And so they're doing this for the creature. I missed the whole reason why they were doing it. And so this second time around actually paying attention to the woman tell Luke, like, you know, he's Loki's bastard son. Like If you want to live forever, like you just do what he tells you and like, that's it. And that's where I was disappointed this time around, because I was like, that's not the story I remember. And it's not, it's not deep. It's shallow. It felt like a very shallow theme. And so that's where I'm disappointed. I want to know more about this cult. I want to know more about like what this creature actually gives them, how it gives it to them, how it chooses its victims, and yeah, I just and why it couldn't leave the woods. <laughs> I mean, I guess everything has to have a weakness, and maybe that's its weakness. Like it you, it sounds like you want to watch a
1: documentary you. about this creature. Like that—that's what it I mean, it's like.
0: real. Yeah, it's it's real. It exists. Yo, I think yo, the, the scariest. It exists. The,
1: uh, okay. The scariest killer is the one without a motive, right? Like, a serial killer with no motive. Like, that's terrifying. So, Mm -hmm. I have no problem with not knowing what the... Okay, spoiler alert. Um, But I... I
0: that spoiler i have no
1: problem not knowing any of these answers i I think the unknown especially in a horror movie is is fine it's kind of what you sign up for um because once you've explained something it can uh make it make something less scary but this movie
0: yeah okay yeah
1: this movie stunk anyway so it doesn't
0: no it's definitely worth watching once going for that ride feeling that tension, watching these friends fall apart, you know, getting to see the creature finally. I feel like that's what it was. It was like a love letter to Blair Witch. It was like everything you like about Blair Witch, plus you actually get to see what's attacking them. (laughs) Without the shaky camera. Because I know some people don't like that, even though that's my favorite part about Blair Witch. I know we're not talking about the Blair Witch. (laughs) But I am.
1: Blair Witch was groundbreaking, though.
0: I'm not saying this is groundbreaking. That's not how I'm, like, comparing it. I'm just comparing two movies about being isolated in the woods with something chasing you. (laughs) Something, like, weird chasing you. Not just, like, a, you know, tiger. Not that there are tigers (laughs) when I go into the woods. (laughs) I could just see you say like what kind of woods are you going into that there are tigers no you don't actually sound like that in my head I'm just trying to make a point I'm gonna edit all this out damn it (laughs) I love this movie Brady (laughs) and you should too (laughs) it's a fun ride it's a fun ride how is it not fun
1: all those reasons I explained, it's, it's incredibly boring. You know what? I, I want to compare it, and this is out of left field. I want to compare it quickly to City Slickers. Have you ever seen City Slickers? No. Billy Crystal's in it. Daniel Stern's in it. Um, they have a third buddy. I can't think of the actor's name. But these three guys, they, they live in New York City. They're approaching middle age, and they're all kind of at different points in their lives, and they decide, all right, we're going to go out to – we're going to go out west and, you know, a couple of city boys going out west and working on like a ranch, you know, like a dude ranch. And what what made the premise so much more interesting – they end up having to like cattle drive cattle like across the 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 range, so to speak. And what made it interesting was the relationship of these guys – was more than just surface level. They each had, they were each three dimensional characters. You know, the you had the one guy who was Billy Crystal turning forty, and you know he's suffering a midlife crisis. His buddy, uh, you know, he's got a family and is having an affair. And then you know the other one maybe getting divorced. So there, there's a lot going on within these people, and you understand who they are individually and why they they care about each other and how they love each other and it made what was a pretty basic premise so much more interesting because really relationships drive a story so much more than anything else relationships and characters make stories so much more interesting so if you have a movie with really just one-dimensional characters like i felt like these guys were then it's not going to be as compelling as it could be otherwise because you have this this story in city slickers where it's just three buddies going out west but it's like who they were and how they interacted with each other made it made it compelling and so i think this movie was missing that uh the the main characters in this i can't even think of their names there was luke obviously and uh a couple other guys dom dom sure like what hutch and Phil. who are they i mean all the all all i got out of them was at one time they were friends they no longer seem to like each other they seem to be resentful of each other in certain ways and that was it there's really not much more to them their relationships weren't strong and they weren't I I knew nothing about them other than, okay, Luke is single and still wants to party and he's kind of a dick. And mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, another guy's married with kids and, like, not as fun anymore, according to Luke. Mm-hmm. That's just really surface-level stuff to, you know, it's like, hey, let's come up with this story. And, okay, we need some characters in, so let's just, like, you know pick out these wicked basic characters there's nothing more to them than that
0: so do you think that like how would you have introduced those plot points then into the movie like with flashbacks or just through conversation of them like walking through the woods and they're like maybe reminiscing on the good times or like talking about like their troubles like how would you add more depth I guess to these characters
1: yeah I mean that's a good question I don't know if I that's why I'm, I'm in this business and not in that business. <laughs> but I, Cause I thought I think there was a lot more you could do up front with the I mean, make them. I don't you know, I, re, I really did. I thought the dialogue was good. Uh, I, they mm-hmm. interacted with each other. Well, it was just yeah, I thought there was the no was good. depth, no depth whatsoever to the characters or their relationships with each other. Um, how to, how to do that within the structure that the movie, uh, built itself on. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I think that's what, mm-hmm. um, I'm pointing out what I think the movie needs and I'm not necessarily sure how to, how to actually get there.
0: Right. Hmm. Well, uh, what if I told you this movie was loosely based on a book by the same title? I would believe you. Yeah. Apparently in the book, um, it's still the four friends. Um, they were college buddies and they're at just like what I was saying, like or in the thing that we, we got, right? Like they're at a point in their lives where they're just everybody's in there in a different um, you know, phase, but they're for whatever reason, still being friends. They're going out hiking. I guess in the book, the reason they decide to go hiking is because Luke is super poor and he can't do anything else. And so they decide to go hiking, but that causes That's a lot so of tension. <laughs> it causes tension in the group because they can never do anything because Luke's always poor. They're like, oh, Luke's the, you know, the, the flat tire of this car. Like we can't go anywhere. Cause he's the, <laughs> and, um, and I guess two, I think it's Phil and Dom, they're going through divorces. And they they're not even talking to their friends about it. So like all of that comes out once they start fighting in the woods because, you know, Phil gets his blisters and Don hurts his knee.
1: That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about.
0: And um and there was no fifth guy. There was no you know, murder in the in the grocery store. So that character was just added into the movie. So now, knowing that, like would you have liked to know those side like the backstories more without this like the needing of the the fifth guy, or would you want it to splice like the two together like you still want the sad thing to happen in the in the in the store and I don't, no, also... I don't care
1: about the I don't care about the store at all
0: hmm because i I like the store scene because it it gave you a sense of. To me, like, that was the depth that you needed about Luke was that, you know, he he chose himself over saving his friend and his friends are now blaming him for it. And that's, like, enough. I thought it was, like, enough reasoning for them to have their attention. Like, for that to finally snap. Like, that was the the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, for, you know, reasons they all didn't like Luke anymore. And now because of this... Tragedy. They're like, you essentially killed our friend. You did nothing. And we're mad. at. You. We're blaming you for it because we're all still angry. It's been six months. He's dead. We're still blaming you for it.
1: Yeah, I just I don't I don't buy it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't buy it at all. I think w- what you described from the book, I think, is a much better way of developing characters. And I know, I know you can do a lot more in a book than you can with a movie, but mm-hmm. you you can do that in a movie. And yeah. <laughs> I think uh, doing it with four close friends, they all have stuff going on. They all have, mm-hmm. you know, maybe minor resentments between each other towards one guy in the group. You can, you can definitely bang that out in, in a movie. And yeah. it just, it gives the, the characters, you know, way more depth than, than they had in the, the movie as it is now.
0: Maybe a good way of giving depth and also answering my question, because one of the things that I also wrote down that I didn't like about the movie was that we never get to know, aside from Dom, what the four men were having their nightmares about the first time the creature comes around and they all have nightmares. Right. Um, we know Luke's nightmare because we get to see it. And I I actually, I really do love that first scene of him going through his nightmare because he's in the convenience store, but the floor of the convenience store is the ground of the woods. Mm-hmm. And I just, I loved that because like, if you're just looking out, like you feel like you're in the convenience store, but then if you just miss it, right? If you don't look down, you would like, you'll miss the fact that it's a dream. Not that like, obviously, like, of course it's a dream. He's in the woods. Why would he be in a convenience store? But like, if you were dreaming and you're like freaking out about where you are like maybe you wouldn't think to look at the floor and be like wait a second I'm in a dream this isn't real like so I I liked that aspect of it um and it just it added I think like more confusion and tension and that's why I like the movie but um I didn't like that we didn't know what everybody else's problems were everybody had something that they were having you know nightmares about And maybe that would be a good way of then introducing like what, what what, are they going through? Like what's their trauma? Because like Dom at the end, like he does talk about, he's like, you know what I dreamed about? Like I dreamed about my wife. He doesn't say that they're going through a bad, you know, that they're going maybe through a divorce or whatever, but at least you get to know like, okay he was dreaming about it. Cause he was screaming for his wife. Hutch peed himself we don't know why I want to know why Hutch peed himself and Phil like the the way he woke up to me was the worst (laughs) like I I think I would be as creeped out as Phil was like having been like he was butt naked (laughs) that and that's something super side note that's something that i really do like about this movie is that there is no nudity except for that one scene and it's not even gratuitous like you don't see his butt like you just see like the side of him for scary movies i feel like a lot of times there's just like unnecessary nudity not that i mind but like it's just like i like that this movie there was no like weird sex scenes you know there, nobody was like I don't, yeah there's just no nudity I thought that even them swearing was appropriate. It wasn't like every other word. They're like, oh, fuck this, fuck that. Like it was when they're stressed, they're swearing. When they're not, they're not. Like it just, that's, it felt, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, like normal. Like it felt like how a conversation should go. And that's why I, I like the acting. I like the, the relationship between them. I like how when the actors were fighting, I just thought that they brought it. Like I felt- I was angry <laughs> and sad the and, the and writing, scared.
1: The, the acting and the, the dialogue were, were strong. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I just wish that maybe in the writing they just had added what all these other people were having nightmares about. Because then maybe we, w- we would learn more about why the creature chose Luke and not the other three. And then it made me think like, well, because I was thinking like all the other people, right, that are in this cult, They've all been chosen for whatever reason. Do they all have a past like Luke's? Have they all gone through something that they regret so much that, and it's like, now is this ancient creature giving them like a second chance or is it actually you're living in hell because now you're living forever and you have to think about that one mistake you made that you regret. So now you're living in regret forever. That just doesn't sound like a good way of living. Why would these people choose to like give up their lives for this creature? I want to know more. Apparently in the book, that doesn't, that's not explained either. Fun fact, the old lady that Luke punches, (laughs) that's the greatest scene in the movie. Um, In the book, she's described um, of having hooves as feet. In the movie, she didn't. In the movie, she just had like regular feet. I guess all the ancient beings in like the upstairs, uh, the ones that he ends up, you know, torching the place, um, those ancient people, they all also all had like hooves, feet, feet. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, yeah, hooves, feet. (laughs) I'm keeping it. I'm Brazilian. English is my second language. I'm allowed to say this. Um, But so in the movie for them to to kind of like, be like, oh, we're not going to give her like those weird hooves, but we are going to have her have like heavy feet. (laughs) So like when she walks, she just has like heavy footing. (laughs) (laughs) What's (laughs) what I read, (laughs) which I find really weird. Um, Where was I going with this? But yeah, so, but in the book, yeah, there's like a, I guess there's like a metal band. There's like three kids that are part of a metal band, they're all like named different gods. Like One of them is actually named Loki. And um, they're like trying to sacrifice Luke. And the old woman's like, nah, don't do it. And then Luke kills the kids. And then she's like, thank you for getting rid of the kids, but I'm still going to sacrifice you anyways. And he's like, what? No. Um, so the book itself doesn't have a lot of depth when it comes to the cult part. And I want more cult part. Maybe... I would like a second movie that's from the cult's perspective. And it ends with the day that they get Luke. And I want it named something completely different so that no one knows. And then it's like M. Night Shyamadinger, like this is the the big reveal. It's all connected. (laughs) Speaking of directors, uh, did you know that this director was also um, one of the directors for VHS.
1: Uh, I I did see that. I don't think I've ever seen VHS.
0: See, now I feel like I can't say it's an amazing scary movie because you didn't like Ritual, so maybe you won't like VHS. (laughs) But VHS is also on the top of my list for scary movies. But for different reasons. Because VHS, I couldn't predict, whereas Ritual, it is something that you can kind of predict. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't disappointed with my prediction.
1: <laughs> the movie stunk. <laughs> skip it. It was okay. It was okay at yeah, best. My my ranking is skip it. I uh, yeah.
0: Well, maybe we should just have our listeners vote. You know, guys, go on our Instagram. Let us know who's right. Is it worth watching once? Or should you all have, you know, just skipped it and not wasted an hour and 33 minutes or however long it was?
1: <laughs> On the bright side, it was short. Yeah, it was like a 90-minute movie, which is, if you're going to watch a bad movie, you want it to be short.
0: But in 90 minutes, there was so much tension that was built. I loved that. And I and I actually, speaking of pace, because I know you were like, oh, the pacing was off my and like it. I disagree because in the beginning, right, you have the friends, it moves on to the tragedy and then it's no bullshit. We're just now we're at the woods. And I liked that. I respected that. I liked it being from sad to now we're hiking six months later. Awesome. Don't waste your time with the funeral. Don't waste your time with the backlash. Like don't waste your time with planning like they're they're yeah, hiking, don't they did we'll, it. don't
1: waste any time with that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I totally agree. I didn't I didn't have a problem with the pacing. I
0: thought that's I thought the one... pacing
1: was was fun. No, it was just slow. It was just a slow, um, boring movie.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's like a good slow burn. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just, just slow and boring.
0: <laughs> um, but I did look up the runes. Um, real quick the. Uh, so two runes that we were seeing, I mean, I, I think there were more, but two that I could remember. One of them, I guess it's it's an O, if you we were like looking for like a rune alphabet. I'm gonna probably butcher how you pronounce this, but it's the Uthilla ancestral rune, and it represents property. So now I'm wondering, what if these runes are carved into the, the forest and that's why Mr. Creature Man, couldn't leave the forest because like it it's like a a magical way of blocking him in because Mm -hmm. that was the thing (laughs) sorry i'm bouncing from every idea but the first time i watched the movie that's what i thought those people were in the forest for they were there to keep this beast happy so that it wouldn't go rampaging in the rest of the world like, these people sacrificed their lives to be there to protect the rest of the world. <laughs> Is how I interpreted it the first time I watched this movie. <laughs> because they're basically like, no, no, like, don't go out there. Like, we'll, we'll get the hikers for you. Like, we'll get you sacrifices. And then the thing's like, sweet, I'm going to decorate it all over the fucking, like, forest. And they're like, awesome. You do you. We'll get you peeps. Just don't kill us. And the beast's like, cool, cool. And, then, like, that was how they... <laughs> Had their little agreement. The hikers unfortunately walked through, you know, the the ruined, fenced off area, and you know they're just fair game now. They're like, buddy, you walked through our shit. Like now you're gonna have to die. It's just how it is. You're dying for the greater good. You know, if you guys don't die, then this thing's gonna break free and go after the rest of the world. But what this the- is
1: all stuff <laughs> that you just you just made up in your head, right? Yeah. This, uh, this whole thing.
0: <laughs> That's how okay. I interpreted the movie the first time I saw it (laughs) Sure. and then yesterday watching it I was like oh no like it makes no sense why these people are here like everyone run just run away like if it can't leave the forest get out of the forest (laughs) like that's just and then the second rune that I remember seeing which actually was when they tie up Dom on like a cross looking thing it's actually shaped like one of the runes. And this rune is for the letter Z and it's Algiz. Um, it's for protection and also sanctuary. So we're seeing like, huh. you know, property, sanctuary. Like maybe it's a safe space for this creature. Oh, maybe. 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 Definitely still worth watching once. Can we talk about the actors? <laughs> I feel like we skimmed over who's in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, please do. Feel, feel free to take it away. I, I didn't recognize either names or appearance, anybody who was in it. I, I've, now that I've looked up a few people, I've, I recognize other stuff they're in, but uh, nobody really, really stood out to me. Uh, so feel free to, to take it away if there's anybody you want to talk about.
0: Well, so our four main guys, we got Raf Spall, who played Luke he well actually fun fact about him so there's Raph spall as luke and then sam uh Troton Troton truton i don't know how to truton truton's probably better <laughs> um who played dom both of these guys were in the alien franchise just in separate movies so luke Raph spall was in prometheus and it's funny because, like, once I read that, I was like, oh, my God, that's where I saw him from. Because watching it the second time, I was like, wait a second, have I seen him in something else? Or is it just because I'm watching this movie again? And then, like, poof, it finally came to be. And then Sam Truton, uh, Dom, was in Alien vs. Predator. And I think he was the guy that found the eggs. There's always, like, the one person that finds the eggs first, right? I think he was the, the poor son of a bitch that was like, guys, like, <laughs> eggs. <laughs> is how I imagine him talking in the movie with his flashlight. This is a flashlight. Describe to the viewers what I'm doing (laughs) in detail, please.
1: It's a flashlight. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, And then for the other two friends, we got uh, Rob James Collier. (sighs) I love pronouncing last names. Um, He was in Downton Abbey, That's all I know from, (laughs) I actually never watched it, but that's the only thing I recognize a show called. Um, And then we got Arsher Alley. (laughs) I am never speaking names again. He was Phil and he (laughs) is known for the ritual. He was in other things, but I honestly can't tell you about any of these other things. Oh, wait, The Missing, the TV show from 2014. I think I did see the first season, but I cannot tell you that I actually remember him from that. So anyways, I mean, there are other people, but they were kind of minor characters. I mean, it's just the four guys most of the time. The creature is just in your backyard. He's not from anything. He's a real thing and he's out there. Maybe. So if you ever find yourself having nightmares in the woods, you know, look up. (laughs) Wake up. I don't know. Check your chest for puncture holes.
1: (laughs) Don't watch this movie.
0: (laughs) Definitely watch this movie.
1: (laughs) I like this movie less now than I did an hour ago.
0: (laughs) I'm supposed to change your mind. (laughs) Um, I did want to ask you, if you were in this movie, first of all, would you find yourself in this situation? Would you go hiking through the Alps? Did I say that right? Is it the Alps? Where are they? They're on King's Trail. They're
1: not in the Alps.
0: They're not in the Alps. They're in the King's Trail, which is a real trail. Um, it's like I forget how many miles. I could also just look this up, but it's like a million miles of trails. But what's cool is that you can start at any point and like get out of it, just like the Appalachian Trail. Like you can just like pick up where you left off. You don't have to like start and go like forever. Um, so it does exist. And it is like just beautiful views from what I understand. I was thinking when I, cause every time I watch a scary movie, I always try to put myself in their position, right? And and see like, how would I react during any of this? Uh, first things first, I've hurt my meniscus. Um, that's the, f- the, the fun, fleshy part. It's not fleshy. It's actually like a jelly filled, all these doctors that are listeners definitely email us and tell us what a meniscus is but from what I understand it's like a squishy part that goes in between your joints and your knees um, that just keeps you know from the the bones from rubbing and, and getting worse so I've actually pinched it before and I do it quite often <laughs> unfortunately my knees were very weak so the my ligaments were kind of loose so then it was very easy for my bones to kind of pinch the meniscus, which then it it gets inflamed. And then like, no matter what you do, if it's straight or bent, it just hurts. So when Dom twists his knee and he goes, I fucked up my meniscus. I was like, I feel you. I Mm. got you boo. Like I understand. And the fact that he was a champ and kept going, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Like that was my hero. (laughs) Dom's the true hero of this movie. Yeah. But say you're out with your buddies. You guys are, you know, hiking around, doing your boy thing in the woods. I don't know why I worded it that way, but that's how we're going. And your compass stops working. (laughs) Would you just blindly continue walking through the woods?
1: (laughs) Probably not.
0: (laughs) Like at one point when Hutch like looks at his compass, it like stops spinning. And he just does like a face like meh. (laughs) And I was like, what? Not meh. That's a, like, that's a, Ah, yikes, guys, like, abort. And no, he was just like, ah, this way, southwest. Like, go over the ledge. (laughs) We'll be fine. Like, why not backtrack to when the compass worked? There's a thought. How about don't leave the trail to begin with? That's a thought. That's a good Um, idea. I guess that's a goof in the movie when he's looking at the map and he's like, we're going to cut through this area on the map where he says they're cutting through i guess it's just like glacier'sville and it's like it wouldn't have been the type of terrain that they were actually walking through yeah but here's my question to you again you're still with your boys <laughs> doing your boy thing in the woods <laughs> i'm going to double down on and you come across a cabin like hansel and gretel <laughs> Would you go into that cabin?
1: Uh, probably not.
0: What if it was downpouring?
1: Probably would go in.
0: Yeah. What if, like, my meniscus was hurting and it was downpouring, <laughs> and you I'd, heard I'd weird? I'd bring s- you in the
1: cabin <laughs> and leave you there.
0: <laughs> um, this cabin did have a cool door, though. Um, once they go in, the door, I think, opens outward. No, opens inward. But then when they're inside. The door opens outward, so this door was just opening weird ways. I don't know if that's how cabin doors work.
1: Not usually, no. Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: were um, these
1: guys just not prepared for rain at all? Like they had so they had so much gear with them in their backpacks. Right? Did they not have tents or anything?
0: I mean, they we saw them in tents. I thought that that was because I've never been camping, so in my Not camping mind. I was like, oh, is it because it's already started raining, so now they can't set up camp? Like you have to set up camp before the rain. Is that how it works? (laughs) Otherwise, like you'll get the inside of your tent wet. (laughs) Because like throughout the whole like movie, oh, and well, okay, throughout the whole movie, like you see them like with wet hair, wet clothes. Like it's been raining this whole time, or at least like it's been. I don't know. Like they're walking through clouds, right? So they're getting moisture. They're they're wet. The whole movie they're wet. (laughs) Except for downpouring outside, they find the cabin. As soon as they get inside the cabin, they're completely dry. Did you notice that?
1: Movie snacks.
0: <laughs> Definitely still watch it. It is worth watching once for the creature, for the reveal, for just like spotting it in the background. I think that's the most fun of for of this movie is like you get you see it's little creepy hand. You see its eyes like peering through in the woods. Like whenever there's like a, just like a big shot of showing all of them, like just walking, just like scan the woods. Cause then suddenly it's like, when you see it, it's like, it's one of those moments where it's like, when you see it, you just like your stomach like falls. Cause you're like, Oh my God, it's so close. Like somebody look over there. Ah! That's not how you felt.
1: <laughs> I would rather watch secret obsession <laughs> because at least I knew what I was getting into and it lived up to you know what I expected.
0: <laughs> wow, that hurts. That really hurts. One last question I do have for you. Would you take that grand that they offered to sleep upstairs in that cabin with the weird ritualistic looking thing?
1: Would I take a grand? Mm-hmm. If someone gave me a thousand bucks to sleep up in the In the attic,
0: yep, Phil offered it to someone like he like to the the group he was just like, "I'll give a grand to whoever can like sleep with that thing upstairs, and the boys are all like, "Nope, like we're staying down here with the the fireplace, <laughs> I mean, I
1: wouldn't take a thousand bucks for my boy if that was like a legit prize right I'll have to just sleep upstairs, yeah, yeah, no problem, I'd do it what
0: if you in the middle of the woods with a creepy ass cabin runes everywhere, this weird altar, you would sleep in the altar room.
1: The difference is I live in the real world where <laughs> like, there's no creature that's gonna uh, ritual me, so I got no problem with that.
0: Brady, sleep with one eye open tonight, my friend, because he is coming <laughs> to the city! <laughs> what if, okay, second movie idea. The creature comes to the city and it's because of the runes. We're now you know, in the digital age, I mean, not that they weren't, but we're going to focus more in the digital age and these hot teenagers, because they're got to be hot, right? Second movie's always got to have more sex than the first. These hot, horny teenagers <laughs> are like emailing each other, not emailing, but am I saying? They're teenagers. They're texting each other the pictures of the runes and they're like, send this to five. It's like chain mail for and they're sending the runes around and they like don't even know. But all it's doing is like opening up the radius that this creature can like attack. So now it's not the woods anymore, but anywhere that the runes were sent. (laughs) So Brady, tonight I'm gonna send you pictures of the runes and you sleep with one eye open.
1: I'm gonna sleep just fine.
0: (laughs) Sleep like no one's watching, Brady. (laughs) I always do. um unfortunately uh, we don't have a sponsor this episode yeah I dropped the ball <laughs> on this I was so excited about the movie that I didn't contact anyone um, so this episode is just purely sponsored by my feelings towards the movie
1: in a world where one woman's feelings are so big it sponsored a podcast to help proclaim its love
0: it's grandiose
1: (laughs) it's grandiose she says with confidence
0: is that how you pronounce that word
1: grandiose (laughs) you got it even Brady agrees
0: alright well it's sponsored by my heart
1: Netflix original film The Ritual is sponsored by Thais's unwavering heart that's beautiful it sure is, Brady. It sure is. Watch the ritual now on your favorite streaming service.
0: <laughs> well, this concludes our episode. <laughs> I'm just i so mad that I couldn't get you to convert your feelings towards this movie. I really thought that after tonight, today, right now, <laughs> you'd be like, you know what, Thais? You're right, because you're the smartest friend I have and i what do you mean you're right
1: though <laughs> right about what
0: that this movie is good this movie is good
1: you can't sell me on it by just saying it's good it's
0: i did sell you on it the creature is incredible the tension i agree awesome. i agree the,
1: the creature was well done
0: yeah and the tension tension was i don't know
1: about that I know
0: about come on beautiful movie
1: boring
0: were you not scared the second time around? Like any, okay, so I'm using scared, I was scared the loosely. the first time around. <laughs> really, not at all. You weren't like uneasy at all, ever.
1: I just wasn't into it.
0: <sighs> Listeners, this is our last episode of Worth Watching Once. Thank you so much for going <laughs> on this journey with us. Uh, but much like the hikers in this movie... <laughs> We've come to a sad end and I must now go solo because all my friends are dead. <laughs> Push me to the edge. <laughs> I'm reciting lyrics now. This is what I have to resort to cuz I lost my other host. You know what? No, I'm going to call you a co-host. It's my podcast What's now. What's the difference? <laughs> You know what, I really don't see a difference, but some people think that by saying co-host means that I am the host and you're just the other, but like we're both hosting at the same, we're like equal hosting.
1: You're a co-host. You're a
0: co-host. Like Regis and Kelly. You're a fucking (laughs) co-host.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Fucking rights.
0: You're right. But you know what you're not right about i'll be a co-host i don't care all right cool well then i'm the host you're my co-host and everyone should watch this movie because whatever the host says unless you
1: like good movies it's not gonna work (laughs) i really
0: think we're over Uh, i'm gonna take a screenshot of my notes to put it on our instagram to show everyone what i disliked i just put not enough backstory about the creature wanted a bit more of the cult what i liked Literally wrote everything with not one, not two, but three exclamation marks. So everyone should watch this movie if they like scary movies and have good taste in movies. Let us know in the comments if you did enjoy this movie. Hit us up on Instagram or at worth watching once, or I almost said tweeter. <laughs> I think from now on, I'm going to call it tweeter. Hit us up on tweeter at WW1pod. Let me know how right I am and how wrong Brady is. Let's put this to bed. Everyone's here for me and not for you. And um, we'll see you guys next time.
1: See you next time.
0: <laughs>